morning I want to start and really have a kind of a depth of love. I think I've mentioned this before, I hope. A few different things I hope I've preached and you've heard that here and other places, of course. Uh, first, love is deeper than just emotions. Uh, that love is, sometimes it's hard, sometimes it's challenging. And we also have the love of God and our neighbors. So we heard today, Come, let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord who made us. For he is our God and we are the people. He shepherds the flock he guides. You know, like today when we go to Mass, we kneel to God. And that's showing that we know how much he loves us that we will kneel for him. Or our neighbors, which I still think is fascinating in the, in the Holy Spirit, neighbor, that was the first thing we were going to do for Lent, about serving our neighbor. And that's another way of loving someone. And we heard St. Paul said it over and over and over about how much we must love our neighbors. Love your neighbor as yourself. Now, I love this list for Jesus today about love, which isn't in the word today, in the gospel, but how do we correct each other? And I bring that in because of the, the, the seminary world. The word we used was fraternity of correction. Or in, you know, you think about college, like, uh, the fraternity groups or the sororities, the sorority of correction in college. You know, those people, they have rules and, and hopefully many of them that are very holy or good that they're helping each other and challenging each other to get better and better and better. And so I'd also add, obviously, today about how about your teachers, how about your families, how about your best friends? Okay, so we're not, we're not talking about people who are just looking on the street just to judge or condemn them. I want to read part of it and just jump in with different experiences I've had as a, before I was a priest. And then obviously there's, I might add some others that might be uh, very crucial just to think about in our, your own lives. But, so first, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. How crucial that is in our society today. If something is wrong, or you're seeing your brother or sister, or your son or daughter, or your husband, or your mom or dad yourself, rather than gossiping in a family, just go straight to that person. So, for instance, and this is a kind of an easy one for me, but I think many of you might know that I love wearing uh, hoodie sweatshirts. And I'll wear them to mass. Now, when I was in the seminary, I was wearing a sweatshirt, the hoodie sweatshirt, and one of my brothers, and I was just, this is a few weeks into the seminary, and he just said, you know, Ben, you should not be wearing a, a hoodie sweatshirt in our chapel. I'm like, really? And of course, of course, because somebody was telling me something that I did wrong, and so I'll be, <laughs> I was too thrilled to hear that. <laughs> but he was right. 
And that's what we would call in the seminary a fraternal correction. That, no, we're, we're in a different place here. Uh, you don't wear that sweatshirt again in the chapel. Now, if you're going to school, of this and that, go ahead. That was a good correction for me. So what are the ways that you might have, I mean, that's a kind of a cakewalk type of thing, I mean, but think of those things that you might want to talk to somebody face-to-face. Again, you're talking good brothers, sisters, friends, family members, co-workers that trust each other, to correct with each other. And that way, we can help each other get better instead of just, you know, Minnesota passive, aggressive, that we, you know, not as much of us will just say, hey, you're wrong right here. And I want to make sure I love you, and that's why I'm just telling you that because I want to challenge you. Second one. So, again, if, we, if he listens to you, you have won over your brother. Okay, so that buddy, he, he got me over and saying, you're right, I'm wrong. Okay? He keeps going. If he does not listen, take one or two others along with you so that every fact may be established on the testimony of two or three witnesses. So I'll jump into in a moment of a few brothers that I know of a deep situation. But think about these where you've talked to somebody, <clears throat> whatever is going on. You know, if it's your kids, for instance, all right, now not just mom is going to talk to you, now mom and dad, or uncle, or, you know, or if it's a really kind of a bigger situation, maybe it's during COVID, maybe it's during drinking too much, maybe it's watching too much television, uh, big decision at, at the end of people's lives, like we need to get people together to help you. So in my experience, one of my friends, he's one of my best friends today, I won't use names on this at all, but two of his friends, best friends, they're all kind of good friends of mine, uh, that they challenged him and just said, are you okay? Now, he, he had some uh, crosses of mental illness, and he also drank over by far beyond the line, if you will, Kind of binging, if you will. And so they continued to talk with him. We love you. How, how, how are you doing? What's going on here? This is, this is odd. You've never done this before. How, how can we support you? How can we love you? And how can we get you somewhere to give you that help? Now, listen to this. If he refuses to listen to them, tell the church... And I, I, that was just right on when I was thinking about this experience and the beauty of it. So his good friends called the bishop. That's the church, right? And so the bishop called him in and said, your good friends have talked to me, and I think we need to help you with, you know, kind of a recovery of alcoholism, or not alcoholism, but just alcohol itself, or mental illness. This individual had talked about suicide. And the beauty is what happened. That he followed the bishop. He followed his friends. He had people praying for him around our diocese. Now, imagine if he did not do that. If he refuses to listen even to the church, then treat him as you would a Gentile or a tax collector. In our mind, in that situation, you wouldn't 
kick them out, right? But at the priest level, you might be having an administrative leave or, okay, now you can't do your job because you're taking something that's too important to, you, to do your job with your parishioners, okay? Not like a Pharisee tax collector. And we still pray for people like that. And so, again, I ask you to think about those situations and do that order. Because it's so, it can be so weak, so weak just typing something about somebody else, challenging them, telling them what to do, be the boss. I'm talking about your friends your, and to challenge them. I think we're weak with that in Minnesota. <laughs> Passive-aggressive rather than, all right, I need, I, and I know for me it takes the guts, but to say to my brother or a friend and say, you know what, that, that offended me and you, you can't say that to me. All right, okay. And go through that list. In your family, at school, whatever the situation is, and that's how you show love, okay? That's love. Love does not always have that great emotions, but to love someone and to help them to where they are and to be corrected is holy and loving. So, finally, we heard about that in Ezekiel. And that's what we're called to do too, not just the prophesying of Ezekiel, but to be a watch guarder. And again, and they use some language there about, you know, the wicked and the death of da 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 But the point was there, if you're watching somebody and you know something is going odd or something that's truly wrong and you know them, well, that's on you because you haven't helped them as a brother or sister. But if you did try to help them the best you can, and they still decided not to, well, that's on you. That's, that's with you with love. And it's on them, with any situation it is. Okay? That's, that's what we want to do to help each other and love each other. And this is kind of an ace in the hole at the end of this homily. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. So if you ever have those opportunities... To help someone, whether it's you're face to face, a couple people together, going to the church or the you know the boss, whatever, pray. And with all of that this weekend, that's what love is. Even if it's not fun, even if we need to be corrected by them to me, or me to them, with you.